Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. Wait, we have to have our microphones on to record this? That's what? crazy. Since when? they were just for looks. <laughs> We've been doing this without microphones being on for the last three years. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. <sighs> Welcome back. Hello, everyone. We're still alive. Still here. We had some big changes happen. So many. Oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, really, it was all you. You had it was me. Just happened this time. <laughs> it was a lot of changes. Yep, I have relocated. Um, I've done some traveling. I'm working on more traveling. Um, a lot of big changes happening. Mm-hmm. Um, good ones for the most part. Yeah, uh, but it's been a lot. You're finally out of Utah. I am finally out of Utah. I think we just need like a moment of silence for right? Utah <laughs> for a second. Just like, okay, we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> just, you're free. Um, freedom tastes so sweet. Uh, um, I can breathe a little bit better every day now. So, finally. Hallelujah. Good. Uh, yeah. We already did our big round of catching up for the last like, we did hour yes. and some change but yep we're so. alive and that's what matters <laughs> yes and we've still got some episodes coming up this season so yeah. we are back in business yes but because um, we took off the month of august, august. Yeah. yeah i don't know uh, time anymore I feel I I almost said July because the last episode (laughs) we recorded was like the middle of July, but we released it like the last week of July. I don't know time anymore. Oh my gosh. Um, That's been a lot. But because we took off the entire month of August, we don't really have any corrections corners. Yeah, we don't remember anything that happened more than like last week. No. So... No. Hopefully we're good. If you guys notice anything and want to call it back up, we're more than happy to address it, but otherwise yeah. we're ready and more than satisfied to keep moving forward. Yes. So the we're going to shift over to announcements corner instead. Yes. Let's <laughs> Which do is that. really just one announcement. It's awesome. Um, so we have our book club, our last book club episode for the year. Yes. I adjusted the date because of yes, our hiatus. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> we are doing one last book club episode for the year. We are going to release the episode on October 5th. So we're going to record it the week of September 25th through August, not August, through October 1st. And we're going to be reading Kingdom of Nauvoo by Benjamin Park, which you can find online. I know you can find it on Amazon. I'm sure you can find it on other places too. Yeah, you can find it there. I think you can You can also find it... Um... And the church bookstores. Okay. Is that where I bought mine? I think it's where I bought mine. I think I bought it at a Deseret. But yeah, so we're going to read that next month. If you want to join us, we do, yeah, fill out the Google form link and we'll make it a party. Yes. Going to be in our Instagram profile. We're also going to do another book club story things. That way you guys can get the link there as well. So yeah, join us. If you would like to join us in that discussion online, please do so. It would be so fun. We've had fun the last two book club discussions we've had. So join us. So yeah, so that's everything we've got to 
welcome you all back with uh, so we can go ahead and jump into today's super interesting episode. We are thrilled to be new members of the Dialogue Podcast Network. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Dialogue, Dialogue is a collective of independent and interesting podcasts who promote thoughtful, respectful, and engaging inquiry and discussion into all aspects of the LDS tradition, thought, arts, and culture. You can support our podcast and others in the network by subscribing at dialoguejournal.com. Subscribers receive special benefits like ad-free episodes and bonus content. You can learn more at dialoguejournal.com. So check it out. I think you've been pretty excited for it, Tracy. And then like, I've been like super hesitant on this the whole time. Yeah. Yes. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, this this week we are talking about heaven. Mm-hmm. So this is a place or concept that is highly debated among religious communities and even more so within our very own LDS church community. Um, so while we could easily spend an hour or more going over the doctrine of what the plan of salvation and scriptures and apostles and prophets have taught about the kingdoms of glory and the celestial kingdom or heaven, um, we could do that forever, and we're, we're not going to do that. You guys know what's up. If you don't know what's up, you can Google it. Go on LDS.org. You, yeah, you're good. You can read or some listen- scriptures about it. <laughs> yes. Or listen to some of our older podcast episodes about it, because I know we've gone through it. Um, but yeah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to go into that detail this week. Um, because sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes for some of us, thinking about what heaven is going to be like based on, solely on doctrine is anxiety-inducing also restrictive and not as joyful and cool and happy as it should be. So this week we are going to share our own ideas of what heaven is going to look like. We're setting it up a little bit the same way as our Mormon theme park episode, um, but this time about heaven. So we're going to be getting into that a bit. Tracy, I moved my name below, so I'm going to ask you to go first. Stop. Stop. Okay. So, so like, okay, the reason why I was excited about this is because in my mind, I'm like, if we're imagining heaven the way that we think it's going to be, it's anything goes. So it like, yes. no rules, free, mm-hmm. open to be. conversation. That's what yes. I'm, that's why I was excited. And then okay. when you said you were like dreading it this week, I was like, I get that. Like, I get that because I started think I like took out my anything goes brain and I started thinking about like what my nightmare situation would be like in heaven, which I'll get yeah. into. But I was like, okay, I can see why this is anxiety inducing for a lot of people. So yeah. So I'll be very honest. I personally have never imagined myself going to the celestial kingdom. Okay. That is not a thing that I have ever really considered for myself because I am very irreverent. Okay. I laugh at inappropriate times. Mm-hmm. You know from sitting next to me in sacrament <laughs> meeting for many years in the singles yes. ward that I do not take anything seriously. Like especially mm-hmm. hymns. There are hymns that I will make yeah. jokes all the way through the them. And yes. can't do it. I can't. I cannot be reverent. <sighs> it is. I, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I've always said that I am driving the bus to hell and I will happily save a seat for anyone who wants to join me on the way because that felt more right for me. Okay. Yes. The older I get, 
the more I feel like that is 100% going to be true for me. And I mean that because of the direction that I feel like the church is going, meaning the way that the church is pushing for protecting abusers, doubling down on hating the LGBTQ community, and supporting uber conservatism. I just, I don't want that for eternity. That would be my personal version of hell. I would be miserable. So I am imagining heaven in a completely different way than what doctrine teaches, basically. Love it. Yes. So if we are starting out with doctrine, and I'm using doctrine in quotes because this is doctrine according to Tracy, we're all going to go to the spirit world before we go to heaven or the celestial kingdom or whatever other degree of glory you're going to get. And this particular portion is something that I have thought a lot about, um, especially since my dad died. Like that's something that I've thought about for years. So before we even get to my idea of heaven, I want to go through my idea of what happens after we die. I think that our friends, families, and other loved ones all will be notified on the other side the day before we're scheduled to die. And they're going to give us our like arrival time and location, kind of like a flight itinerary. Uh, okay. Because we don't, I, in my mind, we don't all just like dump out in the same place. I feel like we're going to get like dropped into the spirit world at different locations, kind <laughs> uh-huh. of like airport terminals in a way. Like yeah. that's the only way I can like equate Here's it. your arrival gate. Yeah. So I feel like, They're going to get notified ahead of time, like the day before. They're going to say, okay, Tracy is going to die on this day at this time, so please be at the terminal or the pickup location to meet her or whatever. So then they'll all convene around your arrival gate, and then they are there to welcome you. So all of those like long-awaited reunions you've dreamt of can finally happen. Um, You'll arrive... You'll have that day, that whole day together to like catch up, talk, and just like feel whole again. Like all of those pieces that were missing when you- The shock. Yeah. Like all of that's gone. So like you feel just whole and good and wonderful again. Yes. After that, I imagine, because I am this kind of person, that you are brought to a newly dead orientation. Um, Yes. Like the good place. Yes. Yes. Where someone from the spirit world's HR department gives you and the other people that died around the same time as you a tour of the spirit world. They introduce you to some people. um, And it's kind of like the first day of college where you're just getting comfortable and like acclimated to your surroundings. And I know that we've always been taught that like you're going to do missionary work in the spirit world, but I feel like it can't just be missionary work. Like there has to be other things that we're doing besides like missionary work and resting like it can't just be that like there have to be people that like do missionary work through the arts like with a choir or an orchestra or like a ballet or painting and sculpting or like maybe there are people that are like spirit trackers like the fbi where they're just like looking for ancestors who have been missing for a really long time and you know like you're i don't know there's a lot of spirits yeah i feel like there's things for everyone to do. So like we can't all do the same thing because that doesn't work. So then you'll get your assignment. And then like you'll do that assignment a couple days a week or whenever you want to because time doesn't really exist. It's like, you know, wibbly wobbly or a Jeremy Bear me. I don't really care. 
And then the rest of the time you get to spend with the people that you love. You get to meet new people like famous people or like people from history during this time. Or you can be antisocial and hide from people like whatever yes. you want. Just Amen. that's what the spirit world is. You want to spend a century by yourself? Go for it. Yeah. So this is all what happens until Jesus is resurrected and like the millennium and judgment takes place. So like that's what that time is for. And I feel like... I realized this after I started planning this. I feel like that is the time where you can go in search of like famous people and like talk to them and get to know them. Because I feel like after that, like give them a break, let them live their own like eternities, like just let them be happy with their people. Like they don't need to be hunted down all the time. So like spirit world time, that's your time to like track down Chris Evans and make him fall in love with you and marry him, that sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay, anyways, so after judgment, according to doctrine, we get sent to our places, okay? Correct. I have always believed the point of our doctrine that teaches us that we will be sent somewhere that we will feel the most comfortable for eternity. And for me, I would not feel comfortable in a place that is completely white with like gold paved streets and everyone wears white to symbolize that we're all the same to God. No, I hate that. I don't want that. My heaven allows for us all to be individuals where we all can dress and look how we want at all times. And we have the power and capability to change our appearances if we want to. So like I can make my hair color change depending on my mood for the day. I can have a full face of perfectly done makeup if I want it. Like I could have the body I have always wanted without the hassle of having to go to the gym or to a plastic surgeon to get it. Like, I can just do what I want with my body. And like, it's just perfect. The heaven that I imagine is patterned after the earth. Because again, like doctrinally, it says that the world that we live in now was patterned after our heavenly home. So I am imagining that heaven looks like the world we live in today, but it's like shinier, cleaner, and better. With no none of the weird like electrical infrastructure. I mean, you don't really see it out in Washington, I'm assuming. But like in New Jersey, there's like crazy electrical lines like for the trains and for everything else. So there's like power. Yeah. Crazy power lines. It's weird. Oh, goodness. So I'm imagining that that's all gone. It's just pretty. I still think that we would have like states and countries and continents and oceans and everything but like not the like boundaries cut up like not the yeah you know what i mean like not strict boundaries or border crossing or whatever and everything is lusher greener cleaner like there's no poverty everyone gets to experience the weather and temperature that they like the most around themselves like their own personal bubble or like over their home um So it's like a customizable heaven. That's what I imagine. Because I like hot, but I know that nobody else likes hot. So like, so I would be able to experience the hot in the sun while you're experiencing like your own personal like rain cloud, like that sort of thing. That's what I'm imagining. Your homes. We've all heard the whole like, we have mansions waiting for us on high. Yes. Yeah, I don't buy that. I don't think we're all going to have a mansion. I think we're all going to have a house that's like the same size as everybody else. Oh, yeah. I think everyone's going to have a house that looks like it came out of the Stepford Wives. So everyone has the same size house, same looking house. 
But inside, it has TARDIS technology where it's bigger on the inside. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you can change the rooms that you have depending on your wants or needs for the day. So like, for example. It's as big as you need it to be. Exactly. For example, I could have like bedrooms, bathrooms, a kitchen, etc. But one day I have a room in my house where I'm like, you know what? I want to um, time travel and go to a point in history, like earth history. And I want to go to like Regency England and experience a ball. So I'm going to open the door and I step into Regency England with like the clothes and the experience and I can do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. I open the door and I go to ancient Egypt and I can see how the pyramids were made. Like I can see all of the things happen. Or I could go to like another dimension or another reality and see me from an alternate timeline. Like anything is possible. I just open a door and I go and I experience it and then I go back. Love it. Love it. And that kind of ties in with the whole we all get our own planet point of our doctrine too. It's kind of bothered me in a way because I'm like how can we all get our own planet and still be with our families for eternity that shit that it never made sense to me it's a little globe in your hand <laughs> kind of like that so my thought was maybe to fulfill this whole planetary thing maybe it's like in our house so like that door I could open another door in my house and I'm in my planet have you seen Rise of the Guardians? No. Well, it's an adorable Christmas movie. <laughs> and it's got Santa Claus and it who basically has his own like little world set up so he can like watch all the lights and like the who believes in Santa Claus and their kind of thing. That's just what came to mind. But yeah, okay. I like that. I mean, think about it. If we've all had this like discussion of like we can be like God and we can have eternal offspring and yeah whatever like how can you do that while living with your eternal family forever like it just it never made sense to me Mm -hmm. but that's also because my mortal brain can't comprehend eternal things so that could be a part of it but i think like you can open a room in your house open a door in your house and you step into your planet where you can have your eternal offspring if you want it or it can just be a place that is specifically made for you where you can have whatever you want in your planet. So like I would want everything in my planet to be edible, like in Willy Wonka, like you step in and like everything is made out of food of some sort. Mm -hmm. Um, Love it. There's music that plays all the time in this planet based on my mood for the day so like i open the door one day and like show tunes are playing or i open the door and like 90s music is playing like it just depends on what my mood is saying for the day so that's what's happening in my planet and then there's like unicorns wandering around freely who only poop edible glitter and shoot rainbows out of their horns and (laughs) There's, like, an entire Halloween section that has, like, haunted houses, but not, like, actually haunted houses. I mean, like, Halloween store kind of haunted houses where, like, things jump out at you and, like, scare you, but it's uh, scary. If you're feeling bored, you can put on a costume and go hang out there and scare your fellow. Yes. 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 Exactly. (laughs) And then there's, like, a giant – oh, sorry. I just hit my microphone. There's, like – 
a giant Halloween town like pumpkin in the middle of oh, it goodness. to like designate yes. that this is the Halloween section of my planet. Um, uh-huh. Okay. And there's a okay. This is just for this is probably just for you and me. But there's a drive-in that plays any scary movie that we want to anytime yes. we go there. So there's that. And then, like of course, there's like an entire drag queen area where I can live my best drag race fantasy. Um, again, because it's eternity, I would never make the actual drag queens be in my planet and in drag for eternity because like they need to have their own places. So like they'd be like clones or holograms or like something of the sort where like my favorite drag queens and I can party for eternity, you know, that sort of thing. I like it. I like it. And of course, Chris Evans will be there. To be fair, he'll be with me always, either on the planet or in my heaven. It doesn't really matter. He'll just be with me. That is He is there. He it's just not heaven you. for me without Chris Evans. So anyways, nice. okay. okay. So another thing that I have thought a lot about is how we're all supposed to live together. Again, my mortal brain doesn't comprehend this. Mm -hmm. And I know that the church really pushes for eternal families, but the church also lives in absolutes of like, you're either on the covenant path or you're not. And those are the requirements for eternity. And I just don't think that's right. So I think everyone gets to choose who they live near. Yeah. Like whether it's your friends or your family, you get to choose where you live and who you live, who you surround yourself with for eternity. So like everyone can live in the same like cul-de-sac or town as the people that they love the most. Like and if there's anyone that you really don't want in your home, they will not be welcome. Like you can choose who you stay in contact with in eternity We know that agency and the freedom to choose is an eternal gift, so it's still going to follow us in the future. Because it's my heaven and I I can do whatever I want and anything goes, we don't have to worry about transportation. We can like teleport or we can fly to one another. (laughs) And I don't Uh really imagine that we would need like fuel or electricity or like traditional human infrastructure. Uh I don't know how we would power everything. That's up to Jesus to figure out. That's not my job. We didn't have to create heaven, so. Yeah. (laughs) Similarly, because heaven is inclusive, even the people that I don't like will be there. So like, I can't just say like, oh, I don't like them. So they're not allowed in heaven. No, like it's heaven. Everyone's allowed. They're just going to be in their part, in their like town or their country or whatever. And I don't have to see them. And if they come to my area of heaven and I don't want them in my area of heaven, I can put a like a ban on them, not like a travel ban, but like like <laughs> not like that. But I mean, in the way, <laughs> like kind of. No, no, no. They're still free <laughs> to like go wherever they want to. Not in my house, obviously. Like, yeah, the travel ban is around your house. You have a no solicitors and no Patrick Star yes. kind of sign. Yeah. It's not like the whole world is allowed in my house now. So like, same rule applies in eternity. Yeah. Like. I don't care who you are. You're not allowed in my house. But you can still have a right to privacy in heaven. (laughs) Yes. But like if I'm out in public, it's not just going to be like a cone drops on them and they're trapped there until I leave the area. No, it'll be (laughs) this is what I'm imagining. This is like my brain. An invisibility shield pops up around you. So like I can be in the same place as someone that I really don't like. 
uh-huh. and they won't know that I'm there. Okay. And they won't be able to see me mm-hmm. or interact with me yep. or anything. Mm-hmm. So like they can live their lives happily, freely moving about heaven. Yeah. I can live my life happily, freely moving about heaven mm-hmm. and our paths don't ever have to cross. Yes. So it's not an exclusionary thing. It's just I'm hiding. Yes. You don't know that I'm here. That's it. I like it. This is what I feel would be the ideal situation for me because I'm assuming the fact that like people that I really don't like, like bigoted MAGA people or murderers or people I went to high school with even could end up in heaven with me somehow. Somehow these people could end up in the same place as me. And this way, like it really won't affect me. If they show up in the same place as me, they won't be able to see me. We'll still be existing. They'll live their happy existence for eternity. I'll live my happy existence for eternity. And we won't have to interact with one another. And that feels like heaven to that me. That does feel nice. Yes. I yeah. like that. So that's my overall idea of what heaven would be like. Now, obviously, like we all probably won't end up in the same place. And that's fine. If we end up in different places, then none of this that I've just said matters. It's just I'm planning contingencies. So that's what my heaven is like. I like it. I think it was very well thought out and there's a lot of good ideas in it. So I I feel like I'd like your heaven. <laughs> I'll plan heaven for everyone. Perfect. But just like the normal infrastructure, you all figure out what your houses oh, look for like. Sure. For sure. I'll just that's give fair. you the technology. That's fair. Cool. Okay, so I, I like all the things you said, um, especially it was a nice touch and like, okay, we don't need to like worry about fuel, electricity or normal infrastructure. I really like that. And I, I feel like I put that tone in mind as well. Like, I mean, I, there's not going to be anything like where we need to worry about like really building or like financing or anything. Like we don't have to worry about any of that weird stuff um, in mind. So we'll see that in there. Um, but yeah. So yeah, starting off, as I mentioned, I had, I've had a lot of anxiety like going like thinking about heaven. Um, and even as we were starting to prep this episode, I was like, I am hating this so much. Like it's, it's been a real <laughs> mental block for me to over to overcome. Um, like, because I ended up not doing any of my stuff until church this morning. So it happens. all my notes are in a notebook. They're not on our normal sheet um, that we work through. And yeah, because and honestly, I feel like there's been a lot of church literature where it even says um or like that kind of references what we that what heaven might look like and we have it from like our examples of like angels who have come down um that's always stressed me out because of the assumptions that get built off of that like everyone's wearing white kind of thing like i don't look good in white i don't think going to heaven will suddenly make me look good in white i like it's really bothered me and if it's white it's gotta be super clean and sterile which is not always that pretty and everything like it's not always that cool and if it's always bright i don't want that like so there's yeah and then like and then if we're not allowed to have loud laughter in the temple, then we clearly wouldn't be able to have that in heaven. And we are loud laughing people. <laughs> we are. So, <laughs> yes. So it's it's always made me uncomfortable. And I didn't realize how uncomfortable it was making me until we started trying to put this together. Because it was so hard for me to consider what else heaven could possibly be like. And it was, you know, yeah, it's got me. It's got, um, so yeah, it's always been an issue 
I didn't realize what an issue it was until this. So now I'm like working on reframing my paradigm and shifting it to like, okay, this is what heaven can be like. If I get to go somewhere, um, then it's going to be a good place because that's what heaven is supposed to be. It's not going to be filled with all this rules and structure that is going to make everyone unhappy and uncomfortable because then it's just not worth it. So like two side points is I've been stuck on a song recently by this musician called Moonwalker and it's called I'm Scared I'll Go to Heaven. And I I love it so much. It is a really good song. It is. So fun. Yes. And it's kind of talking about that whole idea of like, I'm scared I'll go to heaven. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm there. It's not going to, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a good or happy place. Like from the way everyone talks about it. Um, So I just really like that song. Um, But it also got me thinking way back when, when I was still like, I think I might've been like 14, 15, 16. I was in a car with my siblings. We were going somewhere and this came out of nowhere, but it's always stuck with me is that my youngest brother, what just kind of came out and said like, Hey, Kaylee, you know, if you got to design heaven, I think it would look like Halloween. Yeah. And I thought that was the coolest thing. I thought it was super sweet that he like thought that about me. And I loved the idea um, because there is something like super cozy and fun about Halloween. And I don't always mean like the blood and gore and horror of it. I mean like the, the spooky comfort of like, you know, pumpkin spice and blankets and like fun, scary movies and, you know, doing things together with your friends. Like there is a lot of warmth to that vibe that I've always adored. Um, so I'm not, that's not what my whole, my whole heaven is, but I really love that idea. And that kind of gave me the, uh, the step I needed to be like, okay, if it was kind of Halloween, what could I do? Or if it was like in a theme park, what could I do with it? So yeah, so, and that's kind of like what I ended up working with, especially like as Tracy, you were giving that the idea, like, let's set it up. Like we were doing our, our theme park idea. So that's a lot of what I was like working with, um, for this. And then, so my, my underlying, uh, concept situation I had going on was is important for there to be options and a lot of flexibility for space, love, and time. So one of the things I was actually working through before I dive in too much is um, I mentioned this way back, I think in our first season, about how there had been a BYU paper written forever ago about the, a fourth or higher dimension and how that's how scientifically speaking it could be explained for people um, like angels, Heavenly Father, um, Jesus to be descending out of nowhere from the heavens into the third plane. Kind of like we can take ourselves down to the second dimension um, by you know drawing and making things flat and everything. The fourth dimension can come down to the third. We just can't go up to the fourth yet, which we couldn't do until you know we're we die and go to heaven kind of that thing. So in my heaven, um, I, I have it like kind of laid out like certain areas and everything, but the whole concept behind it as well is that there's about a hundred planes and layers. So, oh yeah. So it's got the same basic concept. So there's like four main areas, which is very basic. So there's like mountains, um, forests, um, beach and desert. And then there's like small valleys between them that connect and everything. Um, so it's still like a desert, the whole planes through, but they're different, but each plane is a little bit different. And it also means that for people who are in the celestial or celestial kingdoms, like only reach a certain amount of planes basically. And if you're in the celestial, then yeah, you can go through each and every one of them. And it's just like with ease, you're just like in one and then you're on the other one. 
because, you know, animals can choose to be in, are in a certain amount of planes, like five planes. Um, so you just got to like, oh, I want to play with, you know, a wildcat today. I'm going to go into this plane and hang out with them in this area. So it's just kind of where we can all fit in. And it also gives us the opportunity to avoid people that we don't want to be around. Be like, oh, I like that. like that. Okay, you're going to, I get you're that kind of person. So you're going to stick around like the 47th plane. I'm going to be at number two kind of thing. Yeah. So you're still getting a lot of the same experiences, but you don't actually have to be any with each other exactly in the same spot. This also allows for more space like homes and everything. Because I think mansions, yeah, it doesn't seem right. Um, I don't really want a modern looking house and people from other cultures and different times deserve to have this kind of at least house framing that would make them the most comfortable. So in each location, they can have their own home on their own single plane. Um, I didn't go into like housing, like how it like looks on the inside or anything, but they can have their place on one plane so they can get to it anytime because movement isn't a concern or anything. And it's like, okay, yeah, I've got a home and the... 47th or 39th plane and it's a little hut right here and I can do this here kind of thing so that's kind of my idea against that yeah so those are some main points as we go in um, I didn't think about the whole introductory period too much like you did but I did have it um, did have two notes for that is one is when you do come there is definitely a celebration people are invited to go and do this um and welcome certain people in, um, of course. And then you also get paired up as you're coming in and everything. You get a, the buddy system put together for you. So you get to choose a family or friend who's going to be with you, who's already up there. And then you get to have someone with you who you've always kind of wanted to meet, who you've all, like one of the people you've been most excited to meet. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so it's like you get to have like an old, an old friend and a new friend. And they're going to be like guiding you around. Like it's going to... It, there's no time frame, of course, that you have to worry about. But it's like, okay, like let's let's just start in the in the forest right now. Let's let's go here. Um, so here's where we're gonna go. Here's some of these planes. Here's these animals. Let's do this. And it just gives you a chance to like just talk and do a little bit at a time to catch up with people to learn more about them. Like I was just, I was literally like during a second meeting, I was also looking at this one amazing sculpture. Um, she had like an affair with Rodin, so like. That's why she's known, but her artwork is amazing. And the way uh, someone like was writing about it on the internet, like just sounds so beautiful. Like I immediately wanted to meet that sculptor. So like in that moment, I'd be like choosing that person and then like maybe my grandma kind of thing. Um, and then you get to just like go around and kind of experience that. But of course, as you do come in, you get the the entryway is is there's no real gate but there is a lot of ivy and natural plants so it's like you are walking into a garden it's mainly going to be like jasmine and gardenias because they smell so good but yeah then you get to go in there's going to be lanterns and lights floating everywhere because it's going to be like a warm soft glow and then also like on the entryway going in um because there will be like a focal point of like where heavenly business is getting done like kind of in the center of everything um, <laughs> no god has his throne um but but the, the the smooth cobblestone path though um all the stones make music when you step on them i i love oh my god so much like you don't have to like make a real tune but like all the music like just works together like oh here's a piano step i don't i don't know like notes or anything about works well but it would work well so you're always making really pretty sounds when you're walking on it so yeah so like if you want to spend like the first hundred years or just enjoying that you can totally do that it's totally fine so you get to enjoy that. Um, let's see what else I've got. 
Yeah, comfortable cobblestone. Okay, so you've got the main areas. You've got the beaches, the desert, the mountains, and the forests. Um, they do cycle through their seasons um, a little bit, but there's no extremes. So, like, you're not going to ever get caught in a blizzard, but you will have nice snowfalls and everything. And you will get rainy days because everyone likes to be sad once in a while. Um, and that's that's from a, a musical that I really like um, where they mentioned that about, like, Kevin and, like, People like people like to be sad once in a while. There are rainy days, um, so you get a little bit bit of that. So even like when you're wanting to like go on adventures and everything, you you're you're still enjoying and trying new things and everything. Um, so they do that, um, and then there's like a few areas in between, like I said, like valleys and everything. So like the from the forest to the mountains, there's the Rainbow Valley. There's always rainbows there, and then it's like a cross between like the Mongolian plains and the prairie lands, and with like a few flower fields. So you get a little bit of like everything that everyone has been able to enjoy while on Earth, um, with a little bit of variety. Oh, because and then like especially for everyone who hasn't been able to travel to certain places or certain times, this gives you the opportunity to really do that. And then I mean, I think on a few planes, I feel like there should be people who are like, oh, I always wanted to see you know the Parthenon. Let's build this for like a few decades and like oh look this is how we this is how they built it this like we can see this now um so they can do things like that um oh on the edge of the forest is of course the everlasting garden so it's like both tame and untamed and like there's a large waterfall that you can hike up to and everything um uh, so it's like very visually pretty um my vibes for this heaven is um peaceful and exhilarating at the same time and your, um, your perspective of how you see things will also vary a lot. So it kind of plays into the planes and how like you won't always like see other people and everything. Um, you'll, you'll get to be who you want to be and wear what you want and everything. Be your, your favorite perfect version of yourself. Um, but you're going to see things in certain ways. So like if, especially if you wanted to be enjoying the waterfall one day and have it like super crazy, you can be seeing that. And other people will see it like pretty tame and everything. So we're also like as independent as we are going to be in heaven. We're also going to have angels there because they do have like duties and responsibilities in heaven. That's already been established. So I kind of have them included. Um, to me, they're kind of be they're gonna they're kind of like Janet figures um, in heaven who are like yes. can do their own thing. They can talk back to you if they want to, but they have more responsibilities. And they're like, okay, here's what we can do, but here's also how I can help you. Let's have some fun with this. Um, and so they're just always there to like hang out, chill and make sure that things are going on. Um, and they're very like respected people and everything who are, they, they know what's up. They are like the experts. So it's like, once you have enough experience, um, and expertise, then you can basically be that kind of angel and have that kind of responsibility. No, thank you. It's totally voluntary. <clears throat> some people will want it. Some people will only want to do one shift and be like, this actually isn't for me. And other people are going to love it because some people do like customer service. Yeah, no, thank you. But I like that. I like the idea of having Janets, like roaming Janets. I love that. So good. Yeah, well, then especially like when you're new there or I mean, even if you've been there for, you know, half a century or half a millennia, you're still going to be like, okay, like, can I, like, how would I make this happen? Sometimes it doesn't feel as easy, so you can just have a Janet there to help you out. Oh, there's also on the corner of the mountains and by the desert is a theme park. 
fun. It's got every style of ride that's ever been. Um, it's going to be the same structure in every plane, but it's going to have different themes and like different music per plane. Ooh. So if you want to have a Halloween theme park, you've got that on one plane. If you want, you know, just a Disney one, you get that one as well. Oh my gosh, a Broadway, our Broadway theme park can finally happen. Yes. Making it happen. Yes. yes. We can have our Mormon theme parks there too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is hot. Yeah, that has to be one of them. None. Um, yes. Also, because gravity does work differently, no one ever gets motion sickness. So you're ooh, you're, that's good. Yes, very helpful. No more blocking out for some of us. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's a hundred planes that exist to basically fit everyone. You can switch at any time. It just allows everyone to have the space that they want while still being close. So. I already know I would definitely want like a year to myself kind of thing. I'm just going to be on one plane and I see someone else. I can just switch another. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm in the clear. And then I can go back and be like, here, okay, I'm ready to talk to people. And you can do that. So you're okay there. You can also be in more than one at a time. Um, I don't know how it works scientifically speaking, but it's a thing. I'm making it a thing. I like it. I like it. You can pretty much adapt anything and more. But, oh, but structure is also there when you want it to be. So I, I do want there to be some kind of structure. So there are events that go on. So you get, um, there's no real time, of course, but like you can kind of get an idea of time. So like there are sunrises and when there are sunrises, that's when heavenly business is going on. And that ends with, it ends with like a cute, like little lesson or a thought from like Jesus Christ or someone else that he assigns some to like a closing thought kind of thing. And then after that, is music whether it's karaoke whether it's a choir going there's music going on and this is at the center in the heavenly business center district so you don't have to be there if you don't want to but you are invited because our heavenly parents are still doing things and making things happen they got that going on and then after that you've got the option of watching tv shows of what's going on in earth so i didn't <gasps> set this up as like oh. a word but oh my gosh, yes, you can see what's yes. going on. If you don't actually want to like go down and be a part of it, if you want a higher up version, you got it. On today's episode of Earth, yes, here's what's going on. <laughs> here's here's what you missed on Earth last yes. week. Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, and then of course, like you get uh, showings of like your favorite episodes of shows as well. So there's always options to see that. Um, there's also some organized activities. Um, for learning crafts, which I'll get into in a second, or lessons as well. So that's going to be an opportunity for like amazing people from the past and ourselves to present lessons and say like, here's how I learned this. Here's how I did this. Here's how I created this, the sculpture of David kind of thing. Like it gives the people an opportunity to like walk back through history, see cool things and learn more as well as crafting certain things, because then it goes into the world building opportunity because we do get to learn how to create worlds. And we don't, I personally don't think we're going to suddenly, you know, like die and then know how to create worlds. We need to learn a lot. So this is the opportunity. Um, you don't have to go so you can take your time and decide how you're going to learn how to world build. If you want to wait a long time, you don't have to go for a long time. That it's just, it's all very optional for you. So along with that opportunity to do world building is that there are duties. And so this is what I was saying about structure. Um, so we, and like, and you mentioned some of them as well, um, having some responsibilities. Um, so we do get duties and we're encouraged to like go through with them. But there's also like, if you're not feeling it at the moment, if you're not comfortable doing that, then you're okay. There's no shame about that. 
having a purpose has proven to help people feel better, to be motivated, and to do things. Um, so duties can do get assigned out. You can either look at the sheet or you can not look at it, basically. Just whenever you're feeling like it, like, okay, let me go do something. And then you can do that. So this includes going into your world building lessons. It can include teaching some of them. It can include being a guardian angel down on earth. Um, so like all sorts of opportunities, it could be like a symbol, like, Hey, can you go help this person? Like find someone to help them cross the street kind of thing. Like go ask them to get out of their comfort zone a little bit or go work this miracle. There's opportunities to do all sorts of things. Um, you can also do like small things like helping the angels manage the planes, running some heavenly business, um, supporting those who are new to heaven and everything. Um, or those who are like learning about the gospel. Um, so yeah. And then like, yeah, duties can be just like, okay, like we need, we need someone to go up to the waterfall and make sure it's just looking good. And the sound is good. Like super basic things that gives people something to do and get things going and everything. So, so yeah, I didn't really set like a time frame of like exactly when this idea of heaven is happening. I feel like though, like we're doing things before judgment day. Um, I don't think we're going to be forced to teach people because that doesn't seem like that makes sense or anything. So I feel like this could be working. And then, you know, like we're on like one or two planes then. And then after judgment day, people get access to however many planes they're allowed kind of thing. Um, and then, um, and then I'd say like people who are like still learning would be like in the forefront of, um, yeah, would be on like the top planes, like with the base. they're like, okay, here, this is what it's like. And here's all that more there is. We just need to teach you more about the truth and everything. See, so, yeah, I didn't really have any ideas about like holidays, though. I feel like there should be a circulating opportunity to enjoy holidays and learn about the ones that you were never a part of, um, as same for food as well. Um, and like clothing and everything, like you have an opportunity to try new things, to enjoy new things. They're just not totally necessary, but yeah. So that's everything I came up with for my heaven. I like it. Thank you. And I'm, I'm like sure Chris Evans will be there. I just didn't have that detail in there. I mean, he doesn't need to be a part of your heaven. He just is a very integral part of my heaven. Like it will not be heaven without Chris Evans for me. Like, you might as well just send me to outer darkness if Chris Evans isn't going to be in my heaven. So, just saying. I'm telling Jesus ahead of time. Um, <laughs> as you should. Yeah. Um, so, two other things that I thought of that I didn't include in my heaven. One, a big thing, and I feel like you'll relate to this too. A big thing that I need in heaven is a place with an endless buffet. Yes. Where you can oh eat gosh, yes. whatever you want nice. and you don't gain any weight. Mm. In this endless buffet, picture it if you will, fruit and vegetables just grow freely everywhere in this like nice. buffet building, mm. like a biodome. I don't know. <laughs> so you can just pick fresh produce think of how you want to eat it and it magically changes to the way that you want it oh, whether it's like sliced okay. fried yeah. steamed baked etc like, like okay however you imagine yeah. it it just changes okay. in your hands okay. and then whatever you can imagine for food can be made for you like it just Ooh. happens mm -hmm. now i know that some people listening are probably like um but what about like eating meat? Does that mean that you're still going to be killing animals in eternity? No, we're not. I've actually had this idea since I was in Young Women's, to be <laughs> oh totally honest. So okay. my idea is the animals can regenerate and they talk to you. 
and like nothing hurts them. Uh So like, for example, a pig walks up to you and says like, what can I get for you with like a thick New Yorker accent? Because for some reason that just makes sense. And you say, I would like some bacon. And they say, all right. And so some pieces of perfectly cooked bacon just like fall off of their belly. Oh my gosh. And then like the meat that was taken from them just like regenerates and grows back in place. And then they like casually walk off. Like they're just roaming free, living their best lives for eternity. And like it doesn't cause any pain. It doesn't leave any waste. They're just happily dispensing meat ethically. It's just, you know. Nothing has to die. <laughs> okay. I was going to just go with like impossible meat that tastes like real meat, but that's something. No, I like talking animals. Walking talking animals sounds fun. I, I did debate on this a lot. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, animals should be in heaven, but how sentient are they? And I'm, I have not come to a, a complete conclusion because talking animals would be fun but also terrifying because I don't feel like I'd ever be comfortable again, like petting a dog if it's talking back to me. <laughs> it just doesn't uh, feel right. So yeah. maybe it's like a collar, like in up where you can like turn off the collar. So it okay. only barks. Yes. And then- but is it already like sentient and it's just waiting for you to push that button so they can tell you what they really think? Maybe. I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't know. need that. I just think, I just think this would be fun. Mm. Just a pig walks up like, what do you want? What can I get for you? Like, hey. Okay. I'm walking here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But like, think about it. Like, you're going to want to find a really fluffy dog at some point in heaven. And you're going to want to cuddle it. Do you want it talking to you then? (laughs) Do you? I don't know. I think it would be kind of funny. It'd be weird. It'd be so weird. I mean, we already get, I mean, I'm talking for, I am speaking for everyone at this point. We already give animals voices when we talk for them. So That's like, true, but there's a difference between play acting that and actually having it. Because if it's like coming up with its own thoughts, if it's like quoting philosophy to me, I'm not going to want to pet it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna be like, okay, you do you, pal. Like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> I can just see you walking up to like a gigantic fluffy chow dog, and it's like, I think, therefore, I am, and you're like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Three sixty turn. Bye. <laughs> I'm not here to talk philosophy. I just wanted to get some pets in. <laughs> uh, and then it's like, wait, come back. Arf. I can do that. Arf. <laughs> I can see it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (sighs) That's something to think about. But again, I'm not the architect of heaven. This is just my imaginary place. We'll deal with that Um, when we die. So, yeah. I mean, I know that we can go on for like hours talking about (laughs) like. The oh, silly sure. little things yes, that we each want in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I th- the big thing that I missed when I was talking about my yeah. heaven, the big overarching thing is the feeling of belonging and love yes. for everyone. I personally have never felt more love from a group of people that I don't even know 
than I did during the Pride Parade in New York City this year. So like it was such a joyous occasion where everyone chose to be there. Everyone chose to be there. Everyone chose to support one another and actively spread love to the people around them. Like everyone was a stranger in my section by the end of the parade. Like we all were super tight and we all were just like taking care of one another. Like it was just so great. And so I want that feeling to permeate through heaven where everyone wakes up and they feel loved. They feel like they belong and they feel like they're supported by the people around them more than anything else. Okay. Yes. Um, I did have like a subtle thought on that, on this earlier. Um, and I love you bringing this up because yeah, a lot of, um, a lot of like what's gone in, in, in philosophy and literature and everything is that even as together as we can be, in this world, we're still very much alone. We are usually born alone and we die alone. Um, and that is a source for a lot of pain and depression and anxiety that people face throughout this current lifetime. Um, so I really like that you include the sense of belonging and the love because, yeah, in my heaven, I don't want that other, that absence um, in our hearts to exist because after. I feel like, yeah, when we get to heaven, we should have that completeness that we almost had. Like, I feel like we, we kind of get it when we, our spirits be, um, become together with our bodies. And then heaven is like when we bring back that missing piece of ourselves from like the pre-mortal existence that we couldn't have with us in this mortal life. And that way we won't have that kind of pain in there anymore. Because, yeah, we can get sad about certain things, but we can't get sad about that. Like, that is one of the things that I think like would keep like depression and anxiety and all that pain out of heaven like that sense of completeness um within ourselves and with everyone around us in heaven i love that yeah heaven needs to be supportive of each other and everyone yeah because i yeah i've always felt like i wouldn't fit in heaven because i could never belong in it but with with our heavens yes within our, our two heavens that we've created i think they'd be a lot nicer and yeah. Wonderful. And honestly, the, like thinking about this this week and thinking about like what is my idea of heaven? Honestly, like my thought of what heaven looks like has changed throughout time, but the ultimate thing that has never changed is that feeling of perfect acceptance and belonging because that's where you're supposed to be for eternity. The Lord isn't going to put you somewhere where you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. I mean, unless you deserve it. Like, I mean, let's just get that. Unless you deserved it. <laughs> like, yeah. like Hitler or something. But like, if you tried your hardest in this life to be the best version of yourself that you could be and to be a good person, I don't think the Lord's going to be like, sorry, but you didn't keep every single covenant, so I can't let you into this one place. So you have to go to the bad place with all or of these two, other bad you, people. Sorry, you were two points away from getting into heaven. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like the Lord is going to be like that. Like, that's what the atonement is for. That's what mercy and grace is for. Like, the Savior made up the difference for that. So we all could have eternal joy, whatever that means for each of us. And I think that's what's going to end up happening is we're going to have that eternity of joy and comfort and belonging and love no matter where we are. And so I think 
more than anything else, we need to focus on that and not the exclusionary bit of, oh, well, you didn't have a temple recommend your entire life on earth. So you can't get to this tippy top place where all of these other people are like, I don't care. Don't send me there. Yeah, this at this point in time, I don't want to be in a heaven where our some of our church leaders have would be and are and everything. Like, I know we haven't talked about this on social media, everyone, but like we know we've been keeping a close eye on all the garbage that is happening um, with church, church PR, sexual abuse, all the things that are going on right now. So yeah, we don't necessarily. And not acknowledging racism, yeah, too. Yes. Yeah, that's when, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we, yeah. Our heaven can't be like that. No. It, it literally can't. Um, and if it was, then we definitely wouldn't want to be there. No. Because, so, I mean, that, that's got to be a definition of hell, so. Yeah, literally. I just think that... I mean, we've said this for the last couple of years, but it's not as black and white as we think it is. It's not as cut and dry or absolute as the church likes to make it seem like it is. It's not a one or another situation. There's a lot of gray and the Lord works in the gray areas. That's where he does the most work. Yeah. Go back to Jesus's teachings and his actions and his lifetime. And you will see, like, I've been looking at this more closely lately because everyone's like, oh, no, like, everything's black and white in the church. That's how it has to be. No, it's not. It, it literally isn't. Like, look at Jesus. He, yeah, he had rules, but there were points where certain things happen and he'd do something else. Like, it's gray, you guys. There's an entire section in Second Nephi that talks about mercy versus justice. It's not cut and dry. So I think what we need to do more as members of the church is open our minds and open our hearts to expanding what the definition of heaven can look like. Um, We already have that expansion in the doctrine. Like we have the different degrees of glory. And if we're just imagining that everyone's going to go to the celestial kingdom because they were perfect and good on earth and if you can't have your family members there with you, oh, well, too bad. Like you'll be happy in the celestial kingdom without them. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be more like what we discussed with Blair Osler when we said heaven is not going to look like heaven without specific people. And the Lord's going to figure all of that out. Yes. And I think it's going to look a lot more like our ideas of heaven than anything else. But Again, that's just the gospel according to Kaylee and Tracy. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we could be wrong and that's okay. But yeah, that's all That's all we got for you this week, really. We wanted to ease back into this this week and give you something a little simple to digest on. And if you have your own ideas of what heaven looks like, yes. send us those ideas. We want to hear about what your ideas of heaven look like because yes, please. obviously you've heard our <laughs> imaginary Mm -hmm. planes of existence and tell us what you guys think what you've always imagined and what you feel should be in heaven wherever you are we we want to hear it so we look forward to hearing from you guys thanks for tuning in um make sure you sign up to join us for our book club um that's gonna be fun next month yeah and we'll see you all next week yep all right Bye. bye